to the podcast where we explain people and help you understand your fellow human beings on a whole new level. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today to talk about Election 2020. Sarah, I've been way excited to do this show for months because I think it's so fascinating to understand all the candidates by their shape. I think it's a, it's a very different way to maybe vote to pick a president by their shape. And let me just say as we start this show that I'm, I'm not gonna take sides. I'm not gonna endorse any candidate. I think, Sarah, we should just explain what shape they all are and let everybody decide how they're gonna vote. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, Kim, this is super fascinating. I'm really excited. So my first question for you is, how did you figure out all of the candidates' shapes? Yeah, right? Because they didn't go take the quiz, though I wish. Right? They wish they would. Maybe if they hear about our podcast, they'll they'll go take the quiz. So there's a couple. I can't say I'm 100% sure. I'm kind of going back and forth between two different shapes. But some of the major players, I can tell you I'm 100% certain after watching the debate, watching video interviews of them online, the major players, I got them. I got them for sure. Great. So, so don't you, haven't you told me before that you date by shape? Like you'll only date certain shapes. And if you go out with a shape that is maybe not the right shape for you, you maybe don't go on a second date. Is that true? It's totally true. A matter of fact, I can't not do it. I just see their shapes. And the, the thing with the 12 shapes is they're so accurate. Once I find out what shape a guy is, I know what his behavior is going to be like. And a couple times I said, okay, let's just play it through and, and see if that behavior really shows up. It always does. So if I wouldn't pick a date unless I knew their shape, we definitely should not pick a president unless we know their shape. Oh, that's so true. So let's get into this. Let's start with President Trump, assuming that he isn't kicked out of office by the Senate and they know they are now tackling those articles of impeachment. So what shape is a is President Trump? I think we've talked about this a little bit, but remind our listeners. Yeah. Okay. So President Trump is absolutely 100% a rhombus. And we have talked about him on another podcast, but I think it's worth a little review about what that means to have a rhombus in the White House. And Sarah, you know, it, the other critical factor in looking at these, these different people is not just what shape they are, but how balanced they are. Ooh, because having a balanced rhombus in the White House is a little different than having an unbalanced rhombus. Yes, I would totally agree with you. So you know that there's a rhombus in my life as well. My husband is a rhombus, and I think he's a fairly balanced rhombus. We've talked about Tiger Woods is a rhombus those people that really are just kind of go-getters and they had a lot of drive and that can be great when you're in balance, but out of balance, boy, what does that really mean? We know that they can really care a lot about what people think about them and their appearance, right? Yeah. They care about their reputation and how they're seen very much. And by the way, I would agree with you. Your husband, Ed, is really balanced, Ramos. And, you know, in a balanced rhombus, we see very motivated, driven, decisive. They're going to go places. But like you said, they live big. 
And so if they're balanced, it's going to be big. If they're unbalanced, the unbalanced behavior is going to be big. And I dare say that our current president, I don't think is super balanced. What do you think? Nope. I am pretty sure he's pretty far out of balance. He definitely rhombuses can be very competitive, but he takes that just to a completely different level. He has to be number one, maybe even a little bit greedy sometimes. And oh, we know that rhombuses think that sometimes the rules don't apply to them. So yeah, I definitely think uh, we have him nailed as far as his shape, but I wish we could help him come back into balance a little. Yeah, but we can see some of that. The rules don't apply. This is why House just impeached him, right? He breaks rules and he honestly does not think they apply to him. He also isn't really a good listener. It's all his way or no way. And this is how it's going to be. And there's a lot of arrogance in that. The other thing I see a lot in an unbalanced rhombus is they're not very compassionate. They don't really have much bedside manner. If you're struggling, you need to just suck it up, put on your big girl panties and move on, right? Yeah, it's really hard for them to pat people on the back and tell them they're doing a good job. But I think a balanced rhombus can do that. I can't imagine working in the White House or working for President Trump. I think it would be just a super stressful job because he can be really hard on people, even if they're even if they're loyal to him. I think he has expectations that are can be out of line with normal. Oh, yeah. You know he's got to be hard on people, for sure, behind the scenes. And if you make mistakes, you will definitely hear about it. from Yeah, not forgiven. Mistakes are not allowed. Okay. For sure. So, but they can be good. So let's talk about the good things for Arambus. So he's very decisive. He doesn't just kind of hang on either side, right? He's like, yep, this is the way we're going. He thinks they're moving forward. Right? Yeah, he may not listen to other people's opinions or expertise about what the right way to go is, but he will make a decision and take action. He's got a strong sense of identity and confidence, which I think is presidential. It's mm-hmm. just that it's a little over the top unbalanced, so it moves into arrogance okay. and feeling like he's better and smarter than everybody else. I've, I have to tell you, one of the things that's always worried me is I could picture the military leaders go to him and say, this is what we think would be the best move for our country. And I think President Trump would believe that he knows better than even them. And so I don't, I I think it would be nice to know we had a president that was a little more open to input from other people and was a little more compassionate. But if you're a Trump supporter, that's great for you. (laughs) Boy, this is hard to, to get around not being political. But you just got to know the pros and cons, right? And those, that's what we're dealing with, with the current president. Yeah, and we've said a lot of times, Kim, that there is no one shape that's better than any other shape. So just because our president is a rhombus, that doesn't mean we never want another rhombus in the Oval Office. It's just that we need to say that we make sure that we see these shapes and know that they're operating from a balanced state. And that's really hard to do. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you the upsides and the downsides to each of the candidates because there are upsides and downsides to every person. We've got that balanced and unbalanced behavior. So there's good in President Trump. He's decisive. He's got things done. Absolutely. Um, So there's an upside. Awesome. Well, let's talk about um, one of the candidates that I'm really interested in. Tell me about Bernie Sanders. 
What oh, shape okay. do you think he is? I'm interested. Yeah, Bernie, he was really easy to profile. He is absolutely 100% across. And really? yes, and you can feel the passion about these issues, about taking care of the little guy, about fighting against injustice and what's wrong. And he's got such a powerful sense of duty around that. Like it's his personal mission to fight for them. And he's going to go down fighting till the end for the little guy. I see him as somebody that would be willing to lose his life even for a cause. And you gotta love the passion and the commitment that's behind that. He's amazing. Yes, I actually do see a lot of passion and a lot of commitment from Bernie. I'm wondering, do you think he's balanced? Well, I have to admit, I've seen interviews on both sides that I thought he was balanced and others unbalanced. So an unbalanced cross, and this is the downside to them, is they can be argumentative. They can come across as angry and irritable, easy to offend, that kind of thing. And we can kind of see when he gets passionate and someone is disagreeing with him, there's just this absolute anger about what he believes and that they're wrong and they absolutely must listen to him and hear, hear his side. So I do worry a little bit that he might be close-minded to compromise. Because to him, it's all or nothing and all is what's necessary. So I worry if he'll be able to cross the aisle as president and really consider compromising for less than what he feels like is right. I'm not sure he has it in him to do that. Wow, Kim, that's such great insight. I love it. What about um, Elizabeth Warren? I'm very interested in what shape you think she might be. Okay, she's been another that's very easy to profile. She is absolutely a square. And we actually have three candidates that we're going to talk about that are squares. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm dating, I really don't generally want to date a square. I don't feel very safe with them because they can be kind of critical and judgmental. And they're so opinionated and they're going to tell you what they think. But even though I don't necessarily want to date one, I do think they might be a really good fit for president. And I'll, I'll tell you why. When they're balanced, they are very hardworking and productive and almost stoically, tirelessly hard workers. I mean, they are not going to sleep if work needs to be done. They're going to be on task on everything. They're very strong. No one will push them around. They're also very intelligent. They're very capable and they're really good at systems. And that's one of the ways that I have profiled Elizabeth Warren. If you listen to her in a debate or in an interview, she keeps going on and on. I have a plan for that. I have the plan. I've got this figured out. We just need to do it this way. And squares are geniuses at figuring out a system and a plan to get something done and get it done right. So that is actually a really good. Those are good qualities in a president. Yes, that's great, Kim. I love how you can just listen to them and pick out some of their, their personalities and idiosyncrasies and what they find that's important in their lives to value. Obviously, Elizabeth Warren values having a plan and getting those things done. And I have some squares in my life and they are the same way. And you're right. They won't sleep if there's work to be done. So that is great. Yeah. I mean, as a first woman president, there's... There's some really great things about her, but 
let me say the other way that I profiled her is she can be extremely angry. And she did a really good job in this last debate. So we're recording the show in January 2020. So we just had a debate with these six leading candidates. And she did a really good job of toning down the anger. In previous debates, she came across as so angry and critical and such a sharp tongue. Hmm. But I think it was a little bit of a turnoff for a lot of people. But this last debate, she wasn't as angry. She was a lot more warm. And that helped a, a lot. Listening to CNN and all the talking heads that come on after a debate, they all said this was Elizabeth Warren's night. She really came across so much better. And that's going to be the key for her because we don't want a woman president that is that angry that she comes across as just mean and a chip on her shoulder. We want her to be confident, but we don't want her to be angry. So I think that's the, the one thing we got to kind of watch for with her. Wow, I totally agree. So I wanted to point out to our listeners, Kim, that the two people that we've talked about so far, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they're both on the ideas line. So a cross and a square are both on the ideas line, meaning that that's the thing that they value the most. And I think that's incredibly important for a, a candidate. And it, it makes sense that in their life, they would have made a career out of promoting their ideas, even to the point that they want to share their ideas with the globe. It's so interesting. Yeah. And you know, all the shapes on that ideas row, they, they care about honesty and fairness and doing the right thing. And that, that's what will drive their presidency is more principles and virtues and values than we have seen a lot of from our current president, who's driven a little bit more by power and competitiveness and wanting to be the number one. These these folks are really a lot more principle driven. Fantastic. So who do we want to talk about next? Who's next on the list? So let's talk about the other two that I believe are also squares. So uh, Pete Goodajig, and I know I just said his name wrong because no matter how many times I hear it on TV, I always say it wrong, but you guys know who I mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I figured that Pete is a square because of his military service, mm. because of his plans and systems and ideas. I think he is a very, very balanced square. So we don't see the anger. We don't see the ego as much with him. And, and I've been kind of drawn to him. I think he seems like a really great candidate in that he's driven and hardworking and principled and you can feel in everything he says that this is about doing the right thing for all Americans. He's not going to be very swayed by lobbyists and by, you know, big donors. He's going to stay by his values and do the right thing. So I think as a balanced square, that's really awesome. There's some upsides to him. The other one that I think might be a square, but I'm not 100% sure is Tom Steyer. He's a billionaire. So mm. he's been a very successful businessman. So at first glance, I thought he might be an arrow. Right. But listening to him in the debates, I hear a lot of phrases and, and things that really do sound like he could be a square. So if you're listening to the show, Tom, we need you to go take the quiz <laughs> so we know for sure. And we can understand what you'd be like in, in the Oval Office. But if he's an arrow... That would be a, a little reflect, refreshing difference from the other candidates. We would see him 
being a lot more logical and practical, not as emotional in his decision making. I think arrows are just, if nothing else, they are so practical. They are super hard workers. They're very intelligent. The other thing about arrows, and I'm not just saying these wonderful things because I am an arrow. Yes, you are an arrow and you have wonderful personality traits. So keep going. Okay. Arrows are very driven, very intelligent, very good at solving problems. So if he's an arrow, I do see it, him as someone who will think outside the box. Arrows can be a little bit more of rule breakers, but it will be well thought out. It, it will definitely be well thought out ideas that will drive them. So, okay. Can we talk? Yeah. It's one of those two for Tom. One of those two. And so um, we know that squares have a fear of loss where arrows have a fear, fear of failure. So how might that be different for Tom? How could he, if he were, if he were an arrow, then we might see some different behavior because of his fear of failure. But if he's a square, maybe some different behavior because of his fear of loss. Yeah. So if he's an arrow, he's going to care more about what other people think of him. Hmm. And that will come into play a little bit more, but it also means he won't show up with as much ego. He's more likely to be able to make decisions about what's right, regardless of how he might look about it, right? If he's a square, we're going to see a little bit more ego and not really caring what anybody else thinks. He's going to do what he thinks is right. If he's an arrow, he will be a little more open to input and listen to other experts and, and leaders. So he's, he's one of the two. I'm just okay. not 100% sure. Cool. Fantastic. So there's another um, female, another woman that we want to talk about, and that's Amy Kobachar. Is that how you say it? It is. Kobachar. Perfect. Yeah. So if you've watched her in debates, you will also kind of pick up on a little anger in play, which mm. has made me feel like she might be a little bit of an unbalanced octagon. Oh, octagon. Okay. She is an octagon, but I'm just, uh, I see signs of being a little out of balance. But it, it makes sense to me why octagons would want to be president because they like to have influence. They like to make a difference in the world. They have big ideas about making a difference. Just to remind everybody, Oprah is an octagon. So we get a lot of octagons that really go big in the world, and that's great. But she does feel a little bit unbalanced to me. I see a little bit of bossy a little critical and judgmental, a little bit of a know-it-all. Mm, that's common for an octagon, isn't it? It is. And you kind of get that feel for, from her on stage. There's this ego that I am the best of all of these. And if you can't see that, it's because you're stupid. I just sort of get that energy in, in the things that she says. Mm -hmm. And as an octagon, because I'm an octagon, I know that I can see connections to things that I'm not sure if people see them or not, but they don't voice them. And she probably feels like she can see all the connections for all the complicated things that happen in this whole political world. So I can see that. I can see that might be an okay fit if she were balanced. It really kind of fits if she's an octagon that she would really want to be president. There's this desire to be special and important. And because you guys are really smart, you often are right, which really ticks off the rest of us. But she would uh, have a need to be right. And I do worry a little bit about if she would be open again to listen to other points of view and, and other experts. But on the positive side, octagons are confident. 
responsible, driven, decisive. They can be great leaders. The more balanced that they are, the, more, the better they are at listening and being teachable to others. So that's kind of what we would see in an octagon. What are your that's thoughts fantastic. since you are one? Yeah, like I was just thinking that I, uh, ego comes into play for me. I thought about that. Um, that's something I've had to grow to be a little more aware of is when my ego is in play and when it's not, um, that does trigger me to be angry. And so when I get triggered to be angry, I think, oh, is my ego in play here? And a lot of times it is. So I can just see that with that being her being triggered in all the situations she would be put into. So it's something to think about. Yeah. Okay. We've got one more. Okay. Vice President Biden. Yes. Now he has been a real stumper to me. I have not been a hundred percent sure of his shape, but I'm actually leaning towards that. He is a circle. Does huh. that blow you away that we have a circle running for president? Possibly. Yes. It does blow me away. Circles need approval. And I'm going to say that people that are running for office don't always, you know, 50% of the population usually is against them. Yeah. And you can feel from President Biden that he, or Vice President Biden, that he wants to be liked. He cares about people. He likes to tell stories about actual people. The other interesting thing with him is that he's a little handsy. He pats and hugs and touches people a little bit liberally. And we've seen a lot okay. of humor about that on, t on TV. But that's very common with the circle to be a touchy-feely kind of person and to feel comfortable doing that. And he's been kind of made fun of, but I think it's really his desire to be liked and connect with people. He wants them to like him. I don't feel the same kind of ego that we see in some of the other candidates either. Because a circle is fear of failure dominant, they're a little more of a people pleaser. And I can feel some of that from Biden's energy. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably pretty accurate, Kim. I'm not sure if you know this. I heard this on a, on a different radio show that Joe Biden has some tragedy in his background. Um, many years ago, I think back in the 70s, his wife and his kids went out Christmas tree shopping and his wife was killed in an automobile accident. So he could have gone another way, right? We see that happen with squares. Like if they have tragedy in their life, they just get bitter. But maybe Joe went the other way and is like, you know what? Life is precious. Good things need to happen in the world. I'm going to do this, you know? So he's definitely a candidate that could stump you. I can see that. Just not quite sure. Yeah, I think it's given him compassion. I think he's got a different level mm -hmm. of compassion from the other candidates. He, he listens and he would listen to experts and he'll always care about people. He'll be m more of a peacemaker as a candidate, more generous. So that's an interesting option to, to have a president that would be a little more compassionate. I think the downside with him is we won't see the plans and the strategy as much. He'll be depending on some other experts to help fill in that part. And, and not the same confidence level. It, and the ego is an interesting thing because we almost want a president that has a little bit because there's this presidential confidence in it. It's but we also don't want him to be too arrogant. Right. So it's kind of a fine line. So let's just put something out to the universe there that we need Vice President Biden to come and take the quiz. So go to 12shapes.com and create an account, log on, take the quiz, and be sure to let us know what you shape. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful to everybody. Election 2020 is coming up. 
And we, we, you know, we don't know which of the Democratic candidates are going to end up on the ticket, but keep these things in mind because the shapes really will help you understand how they'll show up. In the I election. love it, Kim. It was so informative and so helpful for me. Thank you so much. We want to thank everybody for listening today. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.